Welcome back to Talking Thomas, the podcast for all things Thomas and Friends related, Charming Tom Station, and all of their related areas, properties, etc. I'm Orion. And I'm Tony. And today we're going to be doing um, some more Thomas commentaries uh, from season one of the show. Um, So today uh, we're going to be doing commentaries on stories from uh, Toby the Tram Engine. Uh, so uh, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, and this is uh, Toby the Tram Engine, and you can press play now. Of course, in the UK, this was Toby and the Stout Gentleman. Um, it's interesting, of course, uh, the differences in the um, U.S. titles, or the titles between the U.S. and the U.K., uh, and I don't know if this was the exact reason, but to me, at least, Stout, while a very good description for uh, Sir Topham Hat, is almost seen as rude in America uh, by some people. Um, I, I, I know of certain people that believe that the phrase Stout is rude, and I, I don't know. I think it's an apt description for... Uh, who they're talking about for the Sir Topham Hat, but uh, that's just me. So, of course, instead, when this episode came out in the U.S., they changed the name to Toby the Tram Engine. Right, of course. Um, uh, and that, I mean, that goes hand in hand with changing his name, uh, or rather using his full name of Sir Topham Hat rather than the Fat Controller, as it is in, uh, in the U.K. release. Um, it definitely has to be pointed out here, the, the shots of Toby's... Uh, what should be Toby's old line. Of course it was reused um, for, for just other shots throughout this season um, with various other engines on it. Um, But, uh, but the scenery there is, uh, is some of the best of the first season. And I love the station here. We see it in a few other episodes. Um, I believe we, we most recently saw it in, uh, in uh, Thomas and Purdy's great race very briefly. Um, But, uh, but this is a, big fan of this set overall this episode i think um is uh is definitely kind of more of a calm a calm episode um but um but i would say probably the saddest episode of the first season oh definitely because whereas you know come out henry is sad you know you can also see, you know, well, Henry refused to do his work, so he was put in the tunnel. While that is maybe a little harsh, Toby doesn't really do anything wrong at all. It's just a matter of uh, times changing. And so it is quite sad. And Toby is a very kind engine. And so it's very sad to see uh, his line closing uh, because of a new bus system absolutely and toby's always been one of my favorite characters from the from the series um and so um i really like any any episode centering around toby but uh but this one is uh is definitely one of the sadder ones and it's interesting perhaps upon first viewing it didn't strike me as sad as it did uh, upon looking back on the episode when listening to the song Toby um, that was released on the sing-along and stories uh, tape in in the U S 
But um, that's one of my favorite songs that Michael Donnell and Junior Campbell wrote, of course, basically just setting lyrics to the Toby theme, um, which interest, which interestingly enough, the Toby theme, as I'm sure most of our listeners know, was uh, was the original choice for Thomas's theme for, for the show, for the theme uh, tune for the show. Um, and that that would have been very different, I think. I think the the more oh, ragtimey yes. feel of Thomas's theme works much better uh, for the spirit of the show. Um, yes, but um, but that that is that is definitely it, quite interesting. And I just love the the look of Toby. Uh, Toby's uh, different than all of these other engines. Um, and uh, I've done some reading um, on the um, on this you know the specific tramway on. Uh, yes and these uh these j70s that ran on the tramway and then of course um the basis for mavis also ran on that tramway too so um but those are i just love the one of my favorite prototypes i should say of any of the characters of the railway series and of the tv series so right this this ending freeze frame that they put on toby at the very end of the episode uh, I've always liked that shot, and I'm normally not one to like the extreme close-ups, uh, but I do like this one quite a bit. And I think part of it is that I'm just so used to seeing it because at the end of the because it was the end shot of the tenders and turntables uh, VHS. Right, absolutely, yeah, and that was um, yeah, definitely. And then the early US VHS uh, releases, they rolled the credits right over that that uh, the ending frame. Uh, in the style of the yes. UK releases, as opposed to later on, they would cut to a, a shot of Thomas um, uh, sitting outside Tim's sheds for for any credits. Um, right. But um, um, but of course, you know that kicks off our uh, another trilogy, really, uh, with the Toby trilogy. Um, so mm-hmm. our, our second episode here is Thomas breaks the rules. And we will go ahead and press play now. Uh, I, I agree with you on, on your points that you made about Toby uh, during the first episode. Uh, Toby is also one of my favorites. And I believe if I read somewhere that he's a favorite of Christopher Audrey as well. So, um, but he is quite a unique looking engine and I actually on a more personal level uh, two unique things uh, around Toby. Uh, I collected the Ertl trains when I was a child and Toby was the only engine that I received that had a sticker face because the original Ertl models had a sticker face. And then uh, after a few years, they started making uh, actual moldings of face on the front of the locomotives. Uh, but my first Toby did have a sticker for a face. Hmm. That's quite interesting. Something I always, uh, going back to Toby again, not to get too off topic, but uh, something I always remember with the wooden railway Toby, uh, sometimes it had a hard time navigating curves on the wooden railway it because it, of the cow catchers and side plates, as as we're seeing right now uh, in this episode, as the, the policeman is pointing him out as a regular lawbreaker for not having cow catchers and side plates. Um, I like this quarry road set here. Yes. Um, it's uh, uh, quite nice. Yeah, so, so do I. The policeman character has always been one of my favorite bit parts in uh, the season one episodes. He's 
a, you know, a p- policeman that's a bit above his station. And, uh, I mean, he, of, of course, he believes that he's doing the right thing, but he's just sort of being a bit over the top. I love seeing Sir Topham Hatt's house here, too. Um, yes. And seeing his butler. Um, this is, uh, this is a, a great one. And this oh, is yes. the first time we see uh, Lady Hat, if I'm not mistaken. It is the first time we see Lady Hat. Um, She's not named as such, but um, no, and she doesn't really look like any of her other. Um, well, I actually, I, I we're completely mistaken because we just saw Lady Hat in the previous episode. Well, yes, but it's the first time that we get any real focus on her because while she was in the, while she was in Toby the Tram Engine. The focus was more on Sir Topham Hatt and his grandchildren. Sure. Whereas in this one, Thomas Breaks the Rules, we get our first genuine close-up of just her. And so it's easier to uh, see what she looks like and see how different the later models of her will be. There are actually two or three <laughs> different models of Lady Hat that look entirely different. Now, is this the first time that we see an engine facing the other direction uh, at Ellsbridge? I believe so. And then in season two, we saw that all the time. They really never faced the other way. They kind of redid that set a little bit, and they they yes. all faced the opposite direction, which was quite interesting. Um, it and was. that's probably and I like that overhead shot um, that we saw a, a bit back there too. Yes. And here's the great lower Tidmouth set as well. Yeah. And it is nice that we do see a happy ending for Toby. And yes, we do get a happy ending for Toby at the end of the previous episode. But it's it's more real seeing him on uh, Sir Topham Hatt's railway now, you know. Of course, I always found it a bit confusing, though, as a, as a kid. Because, you know, it, if you just look at the sets, he was already on Sir Topham Hatt's railway. <laughs> Um, because they didn't True. really you know, do anything all that different. So, um, and they, right. it's interesting that they use those mountainous uh, sets for the promo shots for season one um, in that, that kind of rocky, rugged terrain, even though they really didn't use them for, um, for any other episodes featuring a lot of those characters. So it's, it's quite interesting that they chose those yeah. as the promo. It is. To go back a scene or so, I really like the um, the way that Ringo does the policeman shouting, "Oi, you!" That was right. Of course, was funny. Thomas has his evil face again there at the end of the episode. He it's does. The same, I'm guessing they ju- they just shot it at the, uh, you know, at the exact same time um, as the ending of um, of uh, Cole, I believe it was. Is that yes. correct? Yes, that that is correct. In fact, if I recall correctly. And this is something that carried on throughout most of the series with the models is that I believe that for all of the sets, all they most, if all not, time. they saw them all at the yeah. same Any scene that was going to take place there was shot there. Well, of course, um, uh, just sometimes they, they would have at least changed the faces. Um, so it's well, quite yes. interesting that that's a, that's an instance where they, they absolutely did not, um, they didn't change the, right. there are a few more work. <laughs> Thomas is evil face, but, uh, but the face is exactly the same. Um, so that's but, why I yes. sometimes forget what episode that evil face is in because there are multiple right. episodes that end with him there. And then the end of, uh, Thomas, uh, 
Thomas saves the day. Thomas in the breakdown train also ends with him at Ellsbridge. Um, just yes. And with a, a close up, although his face is different. Um, so I get them. Yeah, I often the, get them confused. <laughs> yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, because, but yes, the, the evil face, as you call it, was you first used a, at least at Ellsbridge. In fact, I believe it was first used in Henry's special coal. Yes. All right. So that was Thomas Breaks the Rules. One of my favorite, I would say one of my favorite George Carlin narrations of the first season. Yes. Um, uh, not necessarily one of my favorite Ringo narrations of the first season, other than his policeman um, with, uh, with the OU part. Uh, yeah. But George Carlin uh, definitely, I would say, got better as this as season one went on. Um, and then his season two narrations, of, of course, are are even better than the season one narrations. So uh, definitely, but a, a good episode. I, I wouldn't necessarily put it in my top five. Of, no, of series one. However, I would put this next episode that we're going to cover in, in my top five, most likely. Um, and that is uh, James and a mess, also known as dirty objects. Um, and uh, we will go ahead and press play now. I just love this, I, this, I, uh, this little ditty uh, kind of uh, station theme uh, at the beginning of a lot of these season one episodes. Yes, I, I, I do as well. And, and I would agree. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it might well be among my favorites, uh, James and MS. It's, it's, it is an episode that I look back on fondly. It's, it is one of the better episodes of this season. Oh, definitely. Um, and uh, uh, just I like the interaction here between James and Toby. I think it's I think it's one of the better earlier railway series stories. Yeah, this was around the time I think when uh, the Reverend was really getting into the dynamics between the engines and. Uh, there's a lot of good banter in some of these stories. Oh, definitely, and it's nice to hear James's theme again, um, since we hadn't uh, we haven't heard it since the beginning of the season, really. Right. Which, as I I've always... said in sorry, but as I said in one of the other episodes, uh, James's theme is one of my favorites. Oh, definitely. I always love uh, George Carlin's narration here, um, the way that he says "yuck." Um, and he says, uh, 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 dirty cars from dirty sidings is, is yeah. always nice. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, James's cross face is something that I wasn't a huge fan of when I was a kid. It, it didn't bother me as much as Gordon's cross face did, but it still wasn't very pleasant at times, especially no, in the absolutely. extreme close up. <laughs> another wonderful shot of gordon's hill yep they they definitely got a lot of mileage out of the set um in in season one and i have to say that it, it, as a kid sometimes it would make it hard for me to remember what happened in each episode because so many of these episodes kind of just repeat it it's uh, a lot there are at you know a, a few episodes with james climbing uh gordon's hill there are a few episodes you know with uh gordon climbing Gordon's Hill and such and um, so uh, 
and as we mentioned before, the three episodes that end with Thomas at Ellsbridge. So there are right. uh, a <laughs> lot of repeats, but, um, but I love this runaway sequence here, right through Marin. Um, and then of course we're uh, coming to the, the best part of the episode, this crash here. Which nets to Henry's crash in the flying kipper is probably one of the most intense scenes in season one, I would say. Oh, absolutely. And I just love, uh, I always loved this uh, this kind of survey of the damage here that they do um, with the camera, the smoking smashed tar wagons. Yes. And then also a nice overhead shot here of Percy and Toby pulling in uh, to help out, to help out James, um, which actually that, that specifically echoes um, or I should say adapts um, an illustration by C. Reginald Dalby from, from this particular book. It does, um, and so they didn't. They didn't always, yes, take each, uh, you know, kind of each illustration and adapt it. But that that's one that they that they did pretty closely, actually. It is, and I think they, they did it more in some of the later stories. I think, but part of it, of course, is that famously the Reverend W. Audrey and C. Reginald Dalby didn't really get along that well. Right. <laughs> But it's also un- undeniable that 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 the TV series models are based on his illustrations. Oh, for um, sure. Uh, because that those are, of course, the the stories they were adapting. Um, right. But uh, I always liked, um, you know, uh, James and the. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Thomas and the Breakdown Train. Thomas saves the day. Uh, ends with, or at least towards the end, Sir Topham Hatt standing on a flatbed and is, uh, you know, is. Uh, congratulating Thomas for saving James. Um, and I always liked that angle on Timothy Sheds. Um, and that's another nice one that we get yes. here at the end of this episode too. Yes. It's, it is a nice ending. And of course the effect with the tar trickling down James's face is, is quite a nice, uh, it, it's quite a nice little, it's an interesting look, I should say. Yeah, definitely. I, I yeah, I, I would absolutely put that. Um, I, I would say in my in my top five of of the first season. Um, it's a yeah. it's definitely a favorite. It's up there for sure. It's it's a very good episode. It's 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 one that I rewatch pretty regularly if I'm going through some of the, well now they're DVDs of course, but if I'm going through my collection, it's one that I can easily rewatch. So. And that was James Namas. So, yeah, absolutely, there. that was a, a conclusion of the Toby trilogy, um, and then, uh, of course, the the other story in Toby the Tram Engine, um, Mrs. Kindly's Christmas, was uh, kind of reworked um, by by Britt and David uh, into a different story of uh, Thomas's Christmas party, uh, and we will get to that uh, around the holiday season coming up here. Yes. Um, but that, um, and then of course the, they wrote the, the bare bones for a story for the Reverend W. Audrey to embellish and, and have Clive Swung illustrate that, that came out in conjunction with the premiere of the TV series in 1984. So Correct. that worked out nicely for them. Well, yes, because at the time, of course, they had the, um, the rule that all the stories had to be adapted from rail from not necessarily from the railway series, but from written stories by the reverend w audrey and so or christopher uh, well or christopher yes but christopher wasn't in any of the 
he didn't write any of the season one things, but it had to be written down by a member of the Audrey family. Basically. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I, I think in all the Toby trilogy is it's a set of really fantastic stories. And again, it's it's three great stories. I love Toby as a character and and I think they did uh, a fantastic job adapting these uh, these three stories together. Something that's actually quite interesting about the Toby trilogy is that uh, at first glance, it, it, it seems like it's about Toby, but really right. only one episode is about Toby and then one's about Thomas and one's about James. And really right. Toby is just a side character in them, even though they're out of his book. Um, so it, it's quite interesting that really the uh, uh, the Reverend couldn't, uh, couldn't seem to come up with actual stories and uh, specifically where Toby is the driving force or the, the main right. character, um, but rather found a, uh, a way to uh, use real life events, um, but place them with different characters, but in Toby's book, uh, just uh, quite interesting that it, that it end up ended up working out that way. Uh, similarly to Percy and the trousers, being used uh, in Henry the Green Engine, where really Henry's only a, a minor character in that story. Yeah, and it is interesting how certain stories in those books would have very little at all to do with um, with the character that they're named after. Um, well, like, there is... Going into the later books, there's Thomas and the Twins, where one of the stories is about Trevor who is neither Thomas or Bill and Ben. And uh, it's just interesting how there never seemed to be enough for that, for the central characters to do. And there's always at least one story that focuses on an entirely different character. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another one that is, um, that is quite similar to that. Um, but I, I can't quite think of it at the moment. Um, but um, I mean, really down the mine is uh, as we'll get to here from, uh, from uh, Gordon, the big engine uh, is really more of a Thomas story than a, Oh yeah. Uh, than a Gordon story, but, but Gordon still figures uh, quite prominently in it because really it's just the two of them in the whole episode and the whole right. story. So right. hence why it was a perfect choice for a pilot, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll get into that. We, we certainly will. And so, all right. So those are our three commentaries for this episode and uh, hope you've all enjoyed them. You can find us on uh, Facebook at Talking Thomas and then at Twitter at Talking Thomas One. Uh, and of course, you can find the podcast at a number of websites, uh, Anchor, of course, being our home. But there are many other places you can find our podcast. Absolutely. Such as a Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and the like. All right. And uh, if you have any ideas for future episodes, any suggestions, suggestions, comments, uh, anything of that sort, feel free to uh, comment on our Facebook page or send us a message on Twitter. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye.